Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. This is your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Series 2, Episode 128 of the episode of the uh, podcast. We are covering uh, the Come Follow Me materials today. Once again, covering Mo- uh, May 4th to May the 10th, Mosiah chapters 11 to 17, A Light That Can Never Be Darkened. Uh, and we're covering the section today, uh, which is titled, I Need to Apply My Heart to Understanding God's Word, found in Mosiah 12, verses 19 to 30. So we are backtracking a little bit from the study which we did yesterday where we kind of jumped ahead to Abinadi's response to his uh, death sentence. Um, But this is because we are just simply following the sections in the Come Follow Me Me manual. So if you uh, if you follow those, which can be found in your in your paper manuals, which you received at church at the start of the year, or, of course, it is all on the Gospel Library app, uh, then you will be able to find it there. So uh, we have got uh, Mosiah chapter 12, verse 20 to begin with. Uh, It says, and it came to pass that one of them said unto him. um, So one of the priests is saying to Abinadi, what meaneth the words which are written and which have been taught by our fathers, saying, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. So one of the priests is trying to trick Abinadi into saying something that, you know, they can give him the death sentence for um, by asking him about something in Isaiah. If I was to be asked by someone who wanted to, wanted to trick me or to get me to, you know, not be able to answer something, I would. Yeah, that, that's a good that's a good bet to ask me to try and say something about what, what Isaiah has said, because many of us would be very um, uncomfortable trying to explain what Isaiah is teaching. Of course, um, Abinadi is very different to us. He clearly has applied his heart to understanding God's word. Um, It's interesting why they chose to use Isaiah, because, you know, I think that the priest must have had some sort of knowledge of what Isaiah had said. Otherwise, they wouldn't have used Isaiah to try and trick to trick him. We then need to understand um, why they would have used this to try and trick him. In, in a know why, uh, number 89, why would Noah's priest quiz Abinadi on Isaiah? Um, the Book of Mormon Central goes into a few reasons as to why they will have used this. In the ancient Israelite law, a false prophet wasn't simply someone who prophesied something and it didn't come true. Um, you know, I mean, anyone could do that. Anyone could say, oh, I think this is going to happen and then it not happen. What then? Are they a false prophet? A false prophet is more than just prophesying something and it not coming to pass. It's someone that says anything that, um, you know, as a, as a prophecy that contradicts something that has come before. And so therefore, um, they must have had an understanding of what Isaiah meant and wanted to get Abinadi to say something that was different to what Isaiah had prophesied. It's interesting, you know, and I've never really considered this. To me, this quote from the priest has always been a bit random. Well, why are they using that quote from Isaiah? You know, what's the purpose in that? But when you look at the context of what this quote is saying, you could see why they're trying to use this to be in opposition to what Abinadi is doing. Um, this verse seems like suggests that those people that publish the, the tidings of the Lord do so with a joy and gladness, that they have a great um, hope, a glad tidings, as it says. Of course, Abinadi at this stage has come among the people and prophesied destruction and grief and sorrow and the need to repent in sack in sackcloth and ashes. 
And so this would seemingly be in contradiction to the way that Isaiah lays out the person um, who publishes the glad tidings of the Lord would, would do so in the manner in which they would do so. Um, so they would obviously see this as, you know, against that teaching of Isaiah. Also, the Zenith's people may have seen themselves as, as, a, as a prophecy, uh, a fulfillment of the prophecy from Isaiah, because they were returned from the lower lands of Zarahemla. They were established in the mountains and the land of Nephi was up from uh, Zarahemla, as we read from in the text of the Book of Mormon. Uh, and so they perhaps saw themselves as, um, you know, a fulfillment of that prophecy as well. They wanted to find a legal cause of action to be able to accuse Abinadi. And of course, false prophecy amongst this people was worthy of death. And so this is the reason why they're quizzing him with this particular passage, with the context that they're in. Of course, what is ironic is that once um, Abinadi teaches and testifies, you know, that uh, they don't understand this scripture very well um, and that they, he has a message to share with them, they then send their guards, and we'll learn more about this tomorrow, to try and capture him. And then he is given a, a, a marvellous um, sustaining by the Lord, so much so that he's filled with light. And then, of course, this is actually a fulfilment of this prophecy that I, in, in Isaiah, that he becomes beautiful, he becomes radiant uh, with the light of Christ. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's just uh, ironic that the Lord there and then says, right, well, you want him to be, um, you know, beautiful and you want him to you know publish to publish the good tidings of the lord well here you go and then he just radiates with this light from the lord saying he hasn't finished his message and then what does he teach about he teaches about the savior how he suffers and will suffer for all of us which is a fulfillment of the isaiah scripture it's just beautiful it, it is you know fantastic um to, to see that uh, response um in verse 27, so we'll go back to this uh, account, Abinadi, once they've kind of shared those scriptures, he says, ye have not applied your hearts to understanding, therefore ye have not been wise. Therefore, what teach ye these people, this people? Um, and then, you know, it's interesting because um, he's clearly seen right through um, their um, um, misunderstanding or their lack of understanding or refusal to understand perhaps the true meaning of the scriptures that they've just shared. Uh, and it's um, it's because he understands those scriptures, he's able to go through the trials that he does. Uh, Evan A. Schmutz uh, said this, quote, when we view the difficult experiences of life through the lens of faith in Christ, we are able to see that there can be godly purpose in our suffering. The faithful can experience the truth of Peter's seemingly contradictory counsel. He wrote, if ye suffer for righteousness sake, happy are ye. As we apply our hearts to understanding, we can increase in our ability to both endure our trials and learn from and be refined by them. Such understanding provides an answer to the ageless question, why do bad things happen to good people? Close quote. As we come to understand the scriptures more, times like this uh, with the, with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic that is happening and all other trials start to become more understandable in the um, in the long eternal view because we have applied our hearts to understanding from the scriptures unless we do that then these things will be much more difficult to swallow uh, because we don't understand the, the meaning or the purpose behind them um in verse 29 abinadi continues when he asks them if uh, what they teach they say they teach the law of moses and then he responds and says if ye teach the law of moses why do ye not keep it 
Why do you set your hearts upon riches? Why do you commit whoredoms and spend your strength with harlots? Yea, and cause this people to commit sin, and that, that the Lord has caused to send me to prophesy against this people. Yea, even a great evil against this people. Close quote. Oh, yeah. End of scripture. Um, and so clearly Abinadi is trying to get across to them that they have not understood the scriptures and therefore they cannot use those scriptures that they have shared to to falsely testify and, and sentence him to death. But of course, he is then wrought upon by the Spirit to testify of the Saviour. And he does so later on in the in the, in the chapters that we'll study uh, over the next few days. And again, we are blessed to have this record of what he teaches after this moment, because for me personally, uh, and I'll get into this uh, when we get into the, the teachings that he gives of the Saviour and his atonement, it has completely changed, changed the way I see the atonement and has had a personal impact impacts on me. Thank you very much for listening to this study today. I hope you've enjoyed it. If there's anything that you've been uh, studying, please share it at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter, or you can email session at gmail.com. Uh, and there is also the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Please join it. Please share the podcast. Please share your thoughts and studies on that um, Facebook group. And uh, I'd love to hear more from your, from your thoughts as they certainly help shape mine and to help me to apply my heart further to the understanding of God's word. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.